This is High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. We interview senior level baby boomers who share their stories, insights, and how-tos for the emerging leadership of millennials. Our mission is to celebrate their accomplishments in aid of preserving their business knowledge. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 15 of High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders. Thank you so much for listening. This is part two of my interview with Dale Richards. Now, if you have not had an opportunity to hear part one of my interview with him, feel free to go back, subscribe, download the episode. You can find us on iTunes and Google Play. Just search our name and you'll find us there. Or you can go to our website, highlevelwisdom.com forward slash episodes. Now, in part two, you're going to hear some fascinating things about his perspective and how he actually uh, strategically kind of has focused his work and where he is and how, you know, millennials and even other CEOs and people who own companies can actually leverage the tools that he has. He has a great book. He'll talk about that as well. And some of the things that you can do as far as ensuring that you have the proper business valuation if you're looking to sell. This is part two of my interview. Take a listen. In your space, you're you're seeing a, a lot of uh, uh, folks who aspire to to develop the next, you know, clean energy. You're seeing folks who are who are working towards not just the the the, the far future, but the very near future, right? So, so how have you been able to motivate uh, millennials in in the space that you work in? When when you see there's that talent, there's that drive, and there's that that energy. Well, that's an interesting question, Chris, because I work more with the traditional CEOs, and that's who I typically speak to, or the CXOs. And so I don't interface much with millennials at the moment because they are not in those upper management positions. I just deal with the frustration level of the managers who are having to deal with them. (laughs) And so I'm more trying to give the the executive team's methodologies by which they can help millennials be productive in their workforce and and remove a little bit of their frustration level. And so uh, I don't interface that much with millennials personally. So what would you say is a good tip that you've been able to share as maybe a best practice uh, when hearing some of these frustrations with, um, you know, millennials in, 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 and what baby boomers are trying to get out of them? Well, there's it, it's definitely a compromise situation. They you cannot go with the. Uh, I'm a firm believer in monthly coaching and daily positive affirmations. Uh, people they tell us psychologists tell us that people need three to five positive affirmations for every one negative affirmation in order to have high self-esteem. And approximately 20 to 25% of the population are in a situation where they either don't like themselves or their situation. And I believe that we need to change, meaning baby boomers and ex-boomers that are executives, we need to change to be more noticing of positive affirmations and building the team and being a good coach instead of annual reviews. Annual reviews, I've had three Vistage speakers tell me that annual reviews have zero to negative positive influence on productivity, and I believe that is true. So we, we as the older generation 
need to become better coaches. We need to look for the good in people. Uh, the old adage when I was in uh, first-line management was, well, uh, I never hear from my boss until I do something wrong, so if I don't hear from him, I guess I'm doing okay. Well, that's not a very good motivator, and the baby boom, or the millennials will not function under that mode. And so I think we are the ones that need to change. Now, baby boomers obviously need to become a little bit more into the traditional side and work a compromise between total freedom and the job is just money to have freedom. But there needs to be a movement in both directions. Absolutely. I, I love that perspective. And so when you when you've had those types of conversations with boomers and, and you're sharing your advice, you're giving them feedback and and ways and ways to move forward. Uh, what would you say is is kind of the um, the misconceptions that you, you kind of notice, you know, offhand uh, that millennials might have of a baby boomer who's managing them? <laughs> we don't communicate. We're set in our ways. We're not flexible. Those would be kind of four phrases that I would say the baby boomers would use. Absolutely. And what would you say are are on the opposite side that you hear from these from these top level executives as you're in these sessions? What do you think are some of the misconceptions they have of the millennials? Uh, they want too much freedom. They are not willing to work. Uh, they are not following the mold. You know, we have a real conflict out there, which I'm sure that's why you're doing your research. And I believe that both sides need to work and become a little more tolerant, I guess would be a good word, of each other and each other's idiosyncrasies. Because uh, as it is now, the baby boomers are frustrated, and so are the millennials. Absolutely, and that's not that's not going to work. So I've heard this thought, and you can tell me, you know, your thoughts, and if you agree, I've I've heard uh, a particular CEO tell me that one day it, it 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 dawned on him when he walked into the company that he's actually managing his children. And so it, it gave him a very different perspective on how he approached millennials uh, as a baby boomer. And it gave him, uh, 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 to your point, a, a tolerant view of kind of some of the, the differences and nuances that they bring to the workplace. Is that something you would agree with? Yeah, I do. And I think right now uh, the level the executives that I speak to are just totally frustrated because they – they don't know exactly how to handle them, and they thought maybe they were through raising children. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's some needs in the marketplace on both directions. Absolutely. So one of the other things I, I definitely wanted to kind of dive into is what tips would you give an emerging leader who is, who is, who, who is definitely, you know, let's just say they're they're focused on that company. They know they want to continue to rise. They're, they're in their job. They're, they're working. They're doing what they need to do. 
what are some tips that you would give that emerging leader in order to be successful, even though there's that tension there, the misconceptions, you know, there's all those different things. What advice would you give that person who listen, who's listening to this interview right now? Chris, the number one thing that anybody can do is be a good communicator and a good listener. Uh, the Lord blessed us with two ears and one mouth. Unfortunately, the mouth tends to run off with the ears. And so I use the principle, uh, or at least I explain to executives, the one-up principle. Have you ever heard of the one-up principle? No, please share it with me. Okay, so you've been in a social gathering where, let's say, uh, since I'm a skier, and I love Snowbird out here in Utah, where I have nine world-class ski resorts within 45 minutes of my house. Uh, let's say I'm skiing in the powder I'm, it's two feet of powder. Every time I turn, it goes up and over my head. I'm going through the trees, and all of a sudden, I come out of the trees, and there's a rock, and I go off the rock 15 feet, and I land, and I'm up to my chest in powder. Uh, I've wholesaled my skis, my poles, my hat, my, my goggles, and I'm telling that story in a social setting, and before I even finish that I've wholesaled my goggles and my skis and my poles, somebody else is telling me, that they were down at Lake Powell and they were looking for cliffs to jump off and they had guys doing gainers and double flips. And so, in other words, that's the one-up principle. Before you even finish your story, somebody else has got a better story. And I think that we need to all learn to be better active listeners. So if you were my skier, you let's practice active listening. So I'll, I'll start it. You're my skier. You're up to your chest. Hey, Chris. Tell me, how long did it take you to get out of that powder hole? Oh, it took me five minutes. Man, you are fast. Typically, I find somebody that can't get out for 30 minutes. Did you find your skis and your poles and your goggles? I did not. I found it in about 25 minutes. 25 minutes. You found all your pieces. Well, tell me, once you got out of the hole, once you found all your wholesale ski equipment, you went down... Did you go back up over it? You know what? I did. So did you do a flip or a gainer or you landed or did you poof again? Uh, I poofed again. You poofed again. The thing about powder is it doesn't hurt you, which is awesome. How about your friends? Did any of your friends go off? You know, they did. And they actually did a little bit better than me because they had a lot more courage. Did you film them and post it on Facebook? You know, I did not, uh, but I was more tempted to get back up there and try again. Well, I like your persistence. That's awesome. So just in less than a minute, how did you feel about the experience and were you listened to? Definitely felt like you were listening to me and paying attention to the words that I used. That's what we need to do. As managers, supervisors, whether we're millennials or whether we're baby boomers or Xbox people, uh, I believe that active listening is one way to cure this problem and actually try to feel what the person's feeling, see what the person's seeing, and then be able to work together to accomplish common goals. That's also in my book. Absolutely. So I, I know we've kind of uh, danced around and I'm sure if a, a person is listening right now, they're like, okay, he keeps talking about this book. Share with our listeners a little bit about uh, what caused you to write this book and kind of, you know, what what's the purpose behind it? 
Thank you, Chris. Uh, I wrote the book because I've had, as you know, 25 plus years of experience working with companies. I've enhanced performance in over 150 companies, started up 35 high technology companies. And besides the valuation principles where I find people try to value their business with some rule of thumb or somebody who tells their accountant to go and value it, they make lots of errors and they can leave millions of dollars on the table. A uh, common error, for instance, is choosing the wrong discount rate. And so that's the risk of the company. They'll use a bank rate instead of their risk of their company, and they'll make a three to four times error in the value of their business. So that led me to it, is I found people were making significant errors, leaving money or opportunities on the table. And then the characteristic I boiled in my book, the top seven ways to increase your business value, profits, and revenue by two to four X. And so those top seven ways are in the book, and they can be found on my website, which is successbiznow.com. That's S-U-C-C-E-S-S-B-I-Z-N-O-W.com. There's a tab there that's by book. There's over 70 videos of people who have used our services or attended one of my uh, presentations. So that that's the key there is you can double, triple, or quadruple your revenue, profits, and value of your business, and then you'll know how to value it as well. Thank you for that opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, being a baby boomer, uh, you know, one of the things that we care about here on on the High Level Wisdom for New Generation Leaders show is that we want to also be able to celebrate people like yourself. So, you know, deal with all of the 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 twists and turns you've had, obviously, in your career, uh, the things that you've learned, the, the, the knowledge that you have, you know, I, I would just definitely like to say thank you for what you've been able to, to accomplish, uh, not only for those professors, obviously, who I'm sure are very thankful that you came along <laughs> to put their uh, product in, in and, and commercialize it and, and get it out there. But uh, I think that your perspective is definitely um, needed. And the fact that you are doing work with the top senior level executives in companies uh, in order to be able to not only just address problems like these, but to continue to move their companies forward is just awesome. And so uh, as a part of doing this show, we just say thank you. And I'm sure our audience thanks you for uh, the work, your insight, your knowledge and, and your ideas uh, that, that are helpful. Uh, prior to us getting out of here, I would love for you to maybe just share with us uh, one particular story maybe that you have of uh, of a of a moment when you realized that kind of the workforce had shifted and we we kind of needed to 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 change how we're 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 making uh our approaches to these different generations that are sitting inside of it well i think the key moment is as i speak to executives across the nation and the world the frustration level is quite high in fact uh, we've had some issue opportunity processes. Is what do I do with this millennial? So I think we we really it didn't dawn on me, frankly, until I got the feedback from executives all over the country of the frustration level that they're feeling. And so again, I don't really work with the millennials that much, but I'm sure they're feeling the same frustration because nobody really wants to change jobs every three to six months. That's not fun. So. I think we need to come together. I think uh, it'll be fascinating to see your findings 
and how you can possibly influence both sides to become better communicators and better workers together to accomplish uh, common goals. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Dale, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your attention. I know you're a very busy man and and you have a lot of responsibility. And we're just uh, excited that our audience is going to be able to, to hear this, learn a little bit more and be able to move forward. Thank you so much for your time, Dale. Chris, thank you very much for the opportunity. I wish you the best in your research. And of course, let me know when you publish. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Well, that wraps up another great interview with Dale Richards. I want to thank Dale for taking the time out. And you all don't know this. We did this interview just before he was on his way out of the country for two months. So thank you, Dale, for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Hey, guys, if you are really enjoying this episode and other episodes, feel free, please download the the and subscribe to our podcast. That way you get it every single week when we uh, provide new episodes and new CEOs. I want you to stay tuned because we have more coming to you. Feel free to follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook at High Level Wisdom. And please share this info and make sure that you give us a review on iTunes or Google uh, Play. That helps us with our rankings and it lets us know that, hey, we're actually providing you something that you're looking for. Thank you all so much for listening and I look forward to hearing you in the next episode. You know you have a great product or service, but you're not really sure you can get it in front of influencers who can make decisions. Well, you're listening to this podcast, so why not advertise with us? Go to highlevelwisdom.com forward slash advertise, or you can send us an email at info at highlevelwisdom.com and learn about how you can actually add value and buy this space that you're listening to right now. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc